Welcome back to another episode of Let Love Be Your Guide. My name is your host, Dominique Chantel. And today, let me tell you guys, I'm so excited because I have my brother, Harry Douglas. But let me first just, just run down the list of accolades. Okay, so he's a former NFL wide receiver for 10 years with the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans. He's been on college game day the analyst for ESPN. He's founder of the YouTube channel HD Connection. He's also co-founder of the Douglas Brothers Foundation, who he runs alongside his parents, his lovely parents. Um, and they just celebrated the 14-year uh, toy drive that I was a part of. Um, now you are co-hosting your own show with Fritz on ESPN Radio from 12 to 3, right? Yep. Man, so let me just say that I'm so happy to have you on. How are you? Since I'm doing good, and you know, when you asked me to do this, it was a no-brainer for me because you you know of every, every of everybody of everyone how busy my schedule <laughs> is. But you know, people yeah. I grew up with, people I love, and people that support me—not just you know me playing football or me you know working for ESPN, but You've been there from day one, uh, supporting me through everything that we we, we did community-wise, me and the family. You've been supportive of our foundation since day one. So, and you know, anything you ask me, I'm going to be there for you. You know that. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate your time. You taking the time out to come and talk to me, uh, me and my viewers. So tell my viewers, for those who are not familiar with Harry Douglas IV, tell them a little bit about you, your story. And we're talking about just the importance of giving back and serving others. So just tell them a little bit about you. I'll say for me, myself, I was born in Tampa, Florida. Um, a lot of people don't know that about me. I was born in Tampa, Florida, moved to yeah. Atlanta, the south side of Atlanta, when I was four years old. Grew up in Clayton County in Jonesboro, went to J.W. Arnold, Jonesboro yeah. Middle, Jonesboro <laughs> High School. And, and Nick, that's where we met at, in Jonesboro yeah. High School. Yeah. You know, the, cla yeah. the class of 03. 03. I don't think there'll ever be yeah. a class better. You know, class of 03, there's something different about it. Something different. Nothing, nothing, nothing <laughs> like us, right? <laughs> no. No, no. But um, okay. I left Jonesboro High School. So, well, at Jonesboro High School, I played four sports. So for those of you who don't know, I played basketball, yeah. baseball, baseball, yes. and track. Yeah, I found time to do it. Um, but growing up, yeah, for me, it was more so, it was, it was me sacrificing, you know, a lot of things that a lot of other kids were doing childhood-wise uh, for a greater good. That's how I looked at it, right? Sometimes you got to cut off your finger to save your hand. And me and my brother, we was able to sacrifice a lot of things early on, a lot of fun. So now at this point in our life we can do what we want to and my brother tony douglas right. so my brother played in the yes, nba tony yeah yep, played for a while now he's overseas in portugal playing basketball so uh we happen to have two in one family but i went to the university of louisville where i spent five years because i redshirted my first year um and I, i'll say this yeah. a lot of people think the road was easy number one i went to college undersized i was like five eight 125 pounds <laughs> So <laughs> from you a were. physical standpoint, yeah, <laughs> from, a, from a very physical yeah. standpoint, I didn't really fit the mold of a college D1 athlete. But my mindset was uh, way more stronger than my physical. And I think that's what really separated me from yes. a lot of people um, growing up. And when I got to college, when I played in the league and even now at my, my full time job at ESPN, uh, I had a coach yes. 
uh, Bobby Petrino, but his little brother, Paul Petrino, my wide receiver coach, um, he's a guy that took my mental toughness to another level. And just to travel mm. back a little bit, I will say a few other people that I did have, you know, coach-wise, my father, my father is my mentor. Yes. He's a person I've always looked up to. Um, yes. I can count on my dad for anything, even at age 38 right now and married and have my own kids. If I call my dad right now at this moment, he'd be at my house within 20, 25 yeah. minutes. And that's how supportive he's yeah. always been. I had another coach. Remember Coach Bodier? Yep. Coach yes. Bodier was one of my, in high school. my favorite. Yes, one of my favorite coaches all time. And uh, he was just a guy that, you know, he was my foot, one of my football coaches. Also, he was my track coach. And I got a chance to work with Coach Bodier one-on-one a lot. And he just passed away this past summer. And I was able to go to the funeral and, and be with his family and his kids. But mm. I miss him because – uh, when I started working at ESPN, I can always count on Coach Body, you know, keeping it real. Him and my father, they're going to keep it real yes. no matter what the circumstances yes. were. Yes. And, and the first thing and the last thing Coach Body would always, you know, say to me when we got on the phone and when we got off the phone is, you taking care of those babies and your wife, right? And I was like, yes, sir. And then before we got off the phone, you taking care of those babies and that wife, right? And I was like, yes, sir. Uh, but that was just, that was just genuinely him. Uh, so I love him for everything yeah. that he taught me and somebody I was very, very close with. My high school basketball coach, Coach Kane, he was somebody, man, that yeah. I really admired a lot. And he gave us that tough love, just like my father did. And then my college coaches, like I just remembered. Um, then I got to the National Football League where I was able to get drafted yes. to the team yes. I grew up watching, Yes, the so Atlanta Falcons. Can you tell us about that? Because like you said, it's all about yes. mindset and the mental toughness, the fact that you made it. Let me tell you, before you even begin to talk, I knew that you were different. Just the way that you carried yourself. Even when your father had us dressed up in high school, we were the youth yep. group. We had to dress up <laughs> and people were asking us, like, why y'all dressing up? You know, yep. because he he knew, you know, we needed to present ourselves in a certain way. And it, he was creating that mindset for us of professionalism. And so if you can just talk right. about that again, just just the mindset, your mindset, because your work ethic, bro, is insane. Let me just say that. <laughs> I am so happy you welcome like your sister and to call you my friend. Um, and so let's just talk about your work ethic. Yeah, I'll say, man, it, it started early on in life for my father, right? Seeing my father, um, you know, him and my mother both bend over backwards and do everything they can. So me, my brother and sister can have an opportunity at this game called life. Right. And I learned a lot of principles. I learned discipline. I learned balance. I learned structure. And I learned how to always give it 110%, no matter what you do, no, no matter if it was big, no matter if it was small. And when you do those things, no one could ever question you as a human being or question me as a man. Because mm. if I'm going to wash the dishes, yeah. I'm going to do it 110%. If I'm going to take the trash out, Come on I'm going to do it 110%. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to always give my all because I never want anybody to question me. Nor that I never, never wanted to let anyone down around me. It's just like in my job now with ESPN. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I never want to do is number one, cheat my coworkers of the 100% me, but also I never want to cheat the viewers and listeners of what I can help them mm. understand when it comes to sports um, or life lessons as well. Yeah. Because through the th through football, through basketball, baseball, track, all those different things, you learn so many life lessons, and you 
you know, you learn communication skills, you learn team building, yeah. right? You, you learn how yes. you learn about adversity, how to face it and get through it or not get through it or, right. or face it head on and, and, and challenge right. it and, and come out on top. So it's so, so many different life lessons you learn throughout sports. But I tell you, man, my, my mom and dad are my role models and they set the example um, for me, my brother and my sister. They set the standard and that standard wasn't going to be compromised for any for, for, for anybody. Right. Schoolwork. Right. That, that was the number one priority in our household. It wasn't sports. A lot of people say, OK, you made it as a professional athlete. And so does your brother. Sports wasn't the number one thing in my household. I'd be I'd be the first to tell you. I right. wanted to be a lawyer way before I wanted to make anything professionally. And that's that was just our yes. mindset. So I give a lot of the credit to my mom and dad because they instilled some some great things. But dress it for success. My father, man, yes, knew a lot. He he knew a lot of things before we actually knew. And he yes, listen, yes. That Joker man used to tell us like, listen, one day a week we used to dress up in in suits and stuff in school. Yeah. But he was like you mentioned, he was creating that mindset. Yes. For when we get to a certain point in life, we yes. weren't questioning things. We already had it built in us, right? Yeah. And not only that though, he had me and my brother, man. At a young age, middle school, sitting down in the, in the living room with a camcorder, interviewing us and teaching us how to speak and that whole nine. We was doing stuff like that in middle school. So I, I appreciate him 110 percent and my mother for, you know, doing the things they, they were able to do. And 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 I'll say preparing us for the for the real world. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk a little bit because I love your mom, Miss Stephanie Douglas. I love your dad too, but we know behind every <laughs> strong man, a stronger woman. You know, listen, no. your mother is the epitome of love. When I say that woman loves and when I met her, I felt the love and the energy and I said, I want to be just like her. You know, I know you're a mother's boy and you talk about yes, it all you, the time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about your mom and then the yeah. inspirational messages. Is that where you draw your inspiration from? Yeah, talk I, about I was, your mom here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a mama's boy, 110%. Listen, I'm close with both of my parents, but yeah. my daddy will tell you, listen, I'm clinging <laughs> to my mom. That's, that's, that's my girl because <laughs> number one, I know, and my dad's not gonna tell me what I want what I want to hear either. My mom, but my mom is really like on, you know, one hundred and ten percent gonna tell me, hey, nope, you're wrong, and she's yes. gonna do it in a way where where it's not demeaning me or it's making me feel some type of way, um, and I appreciate her for that. You talk about a God fearing, a holy mm -hmm. woman, a virtuous woman. That's my mom. Yes, and, and she walks to it. be able to she walks yes. It. In everyday life, in everyday life. And yes. I'll tell you, Nick, for me, she was such a great example for what I wanted, you know, my wife to be or be similar yeah. to. Yeah. And I wasn't going to be able to accept anything other than what I grew up seeing and knowing a, a real woman was supposed to be. And for her, man, like it's like That's every week sending me scriptures, you know, and my mom always yeah. know when, you know, it's a lot, a lot on my plate and a lot of is some, some stuff is bothering me because she always knows like the right scripture and the right message to send me or she'll call yes. me and she, and she just understand yeah. it. But she taught me patience. She taught me how to love, right? She taught me how to be more understanding because these are a lot of things. She, she helped me work on my anger problem I may have had when I was growing yeah. up. All yeah. these things she helped me with, right? And then sometimes I can call my mom and I'm fussing. Fussing, fussing, fussing. Not at her, but at a situation. Yes. And she would not sit there and let me do it. 
She was like, well, she, 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 every negative she brings, she, she brings some kind of positive to the life. So, and I, I appreciate her for that uh, dearly. Um, that's, 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 that's my girl that now, like that's, that, that, yes, that's my girl. Yes, similar to my mom, like, and they have a great relationship yes. and she yes. take my wife's side yes. most of the time. She'd be like, no, yes. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we got to stick together. Listen, and I've oh. seen it. Um, beautiful family. And just talking about just family, because you guys, the Douglas family has always set the bar high for family and then also in giving back to the community. So just talk about how the idea came about the Douglas Brothers Foundation giving back and serving people. This was the 14th annual holiday yep. treat where you give toys away to kids um, who are not as fortunate. Talk about that and how that came to be. I would say, honestly, it started when we were kids. And a lot of people think, you know, because me and my brother play a professional sport that we may have grow, grew up with a lot of money. Or my dad was able to, you know, put us in certain things growing up. We didn't grow up with money like that. We didn't. Uh, my mom and dad missed car payments and house payments so me and my brother and sister could do the things that we wanted to do. A lot of people don't even know that. And not only mm -hmm. that, they, my dad drove around and, you know, picked up other kids and they stayed at our house like a whole summer and um, gave other kids and other communities opportunities to, you know, be successful in life or whatnot. And without even having the funds or, or means to do it, but they figured out a way to do it. So yes. it started, man, like as I was a kid and we used to go feed the homeless and it's not like we had all the food in the world that we could have. I mean, we didn't lack food, but it's not right. like we, we had everything. No right. Christmas. We didn't. We didn't get to. I laugh at my kids. We didn't get to pick me and my brother, and my sister, what we wanted for Christmas. <laughs> right. We didn't. We didn't get to do you got that. What you got. Yeah. Like, hey, open up that Christmas present. That's your. That's your Michigan sweatsuit. That's your Tony. That's your North Carolina sweatsuit. That's your shoes. Hey, we didn't get yeah. those shoes out, but we yeah. never complained about it because yeah. we knew, you know, how much yeah. our parents meant to us. We knew um, the things that they did for us to 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 be successful. And uh, I, I would just say. I don't know, Nick. It's 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 crazy because without my mom and dad, I would not be in this situation. I wouldn't mm. even be close to the situation that I'm in right now because they was just so supportive of everything. And when it came to the foundation, our foundation started back in 2019. I mean, excuse me, 2009. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Started in 2009, and you know, me, my mom, and dad, and, and my brother Tony Douglas, we just you know talked about some things and we started it up and it just continuously started to get bigger and bigger every year to the point to where we do a, you know, a back to school drive. We do coat drive. We, you know, have reading clubs, take kids on college tours, yeah. have a huge uh, Christmas event. We just do a lot of different things to, you know, educate and empower underprivileged uh, kids and families for the betterment of the community. And I think that's huge for me Absolutely. because what, what blows my mind is where a lot of people are in the situations to give back to a community, no matter if it's your community or a different community or, or where it is, uh, but they don't. And I would never forget where I come from. And number two, I never forget what, what God told me to do. And that's why I'm such a chill forgiver because number one, my parents set the example, but God told me to do it. And at the yeah. event this past weekend, I was telling people like, I let my kids see me, you know, sometimes when people stand on the side of the road and I give them money, I let my kids see me do that. Mm -hmm. And it's to the point now, if I don't stop and give people money, my kids will be like, daddy, that's a shame on you. You should have stopped and gave them some money. And I got to explain to them why I didn't, I didn't have any cash with me. 
But you know, right. you, I'm just sowing that seed. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I want to talk about that really quickly. Your dad told me a story where one day you guys were downtown Atlanta, I think. You were uh, maybe 13 or 12, something like that. And he said there was a homeless man and your dad didn't have any cash on him. And he asked for some money. And, you know, your dad was like, oh, I don't have anything. And you pulled the five dollars that you had out of your pocket and you gave it to the man. It's like, wow. So from that age, even before then, you've been practicing giving. So it's automatic to you now when you have reached the status um, of being so successful. So I just think that that's amazing. And I appreciate you giving back and may you continue (laughs) to do so, you know. Um, others are blessed and, and filled because of your foundation. So uh, with that being said, I do want to talk about um, just what legacy do you want to leave for your family? We talked about giving. Ultimately, yeah. you know, you have a beautiful yeah. wife, Kiera, your son, um, and then you have Harrison. What legacy yeah. do you want to leave for your kids? Well, I'm glad you asked that because to me that that's, that's one of the most important things, right? Because everything that I do right now at this point in my life is not for me. It's for, mm-hmm. you know, my kids, the Douglas name, my nieces and nephews, my great grandkids when I have them and, you know, generations down the generational line. Right. Uh, but number one, I want everybody to look back and say, you know what? It started with Harry Douglas and Tony Douglas, my brother. Everything yeah. started with them. And they put this family in a situation to where we don't have any worries, right? But they still instilled those principles of hard work, dedication, balance, structure, the same thing that my father did. But I'm excited for, you know, at Jonesboro High School, we play basketball. The gym's going to, Jim Floyd's going to be named after me and my brother. Stuff like that is huge for me, right? Because it's it's our name, Douglas Brothers Court. You know, my kids can always go back, you know what? This is our name. This is our legacy. This is our family's legacy. And my brother at Florida State, he's in the Florida State Sports Hall of Fame. That's a legacy, right? I'm in the Louisville Sports Hall of Fame. That's legacy. But the number one thing, though, giving back to the community. And we don't do it for accolades. We don't do it for people to notice us. We do it because we love to do it and we want to do it, right? But I want the Douglas name to be remembered for everything that they do in the community and everything that they do for others. Right. On top of, you know, being really good at sports and, you know what I mean? Being really good with people, not thinking they're too big to, you know, go hang out over here at a bar with people or go hang out here at a bar at a restaurant with people or or go talk to anybody. I was on the airplane the other day, Nick, coming back from New York. And um, I I I tweeted out, Got about two hours to spare. Y'all asked me anything. And a dude tweeted me and was like, hey, yeah, my I son my, my son is on a plane with you, him and his wife. And I was like, well, what seat is mm. your son in? And he tweeted me the seat that, that he was in. I was like, well, I'm going to go holler at him. So I went back there, took a picture with his son or whatnot. It's just little stuff like that, man. I, I, I would never yeah. think I'm above anybody. Um, I'm on the same level with, with people. And that's how I've always been. That's how I was raised. And... That's yeah. how I want to be remembered. Some uh, a man of the people, a man that loves his family, yeah. a man that gives back to the community, um, a cheerful giver, and yes. just, just love people. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. You so, go. you know, you're on the right path, you know. <laughs> and, you know, at the at the actual holiday treat, you said something that I, I was like, OK, he got to Insta this. He got to put this quote in a book when he write it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to write that book. You know, I'm going to write that book. Listen, listen, call your girl, you know. <laughs> it's, right. You said, while trying to strive for something we can never be, which is perfect, we can become great. That's right. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me. And so where did that come from? I mean, that was just amazing. That's something you put in a quote book. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't know where I heard it from, Neat. Um it may have been in college a long time ago. Oh my and, 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 it, and it might not have even been verbatim those direct words, but I don't know. That's something it always stuck with me, right? Because so many yeah. people in this world try to be so perfect, and it's humanly impossible yeah. to be perfect possible. within yeah. anything that you do. But while striving to be Absolutely. something we can never be perfect, you become great within the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I, that, yeah, that just absolutely. always sticks with me. And I tell people, you don't have to be perfect. And I, and, I, and I have this conversation with my daughter a lot because I do a lot of her homework with her. And um, she gets upset yeah. when she may get something wrong. And I tell her, well, baby, that's why we're practicing. You know what I mean? You, right. You're practicing so it can be right. Right? Everything's not going to be right, right all the time. But it's how you deal with it, though. How you, how you overcome yeah. it. Can you keep a yes. cool head? Can you relax? Can you do it over and over again until yeah. you do remember it? And those are some of the things yeah. I'm trying to instill, like in my kids as well. Yeah, that's real good, real good. So here's here's the thing. I got to ask you about one current event because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's itching on me. Yep. The Deion Sanders moved to Colorado. Yeah. The criticism that he's getting on the back yep. end. First of all, I'm like, it's an opportunity. Great. Take it. You know, who wouldn't take an opportunity to better their family, their career, to better themselves? But he's getting a lot of criticism on the back end. How mm -hmm. can we kind of cure that? Or what's your take on that, especially in the black community? Well, first of all, I was very disappointed that so many people were criticizing him for taking a job at Colorado. Right. And for some reason, and the first thing comes to my mind is that y'all don't like to see people elevate. Not saying that, right. you know what I mean? Colorado is better than Jackson State or whatnot. But if Dion felt like that was the best thing for him, if Dion said yeah. the good man upstairs said that to him and told him it was time to move on, who are we as a man to question what God tells another man what to do? That, that's, 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 that's a problem that I have. Like it, it, hey. and, like he, and like he mentioned, you know, when God told him to come there, what none of y'all telling me, nope, God didn't tell you that. So how are you going to tell another man what God tell, tells, tells him to move on somewhere else? That, that, that really bothered yeah. me. It, it triggered me too, yeah. the, uh, Dominique. It, it really triggered me because <laughs> I, I think sometimes people pick and choose what they want to yeah. say and what they want to be upset about. Dion did some phenomenal things and brought a lot of attention to HBCUs and Jackson State to the point to where we had yeah. college game day at Jackson State versus mm -hmm. Southern this year, right? That was huge yeah. for college game day to be able to go to Jackson, Mississippi and host college yeah. game there, there. And it was a phenomenal time. I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. time. We went to the little battle of the bands uh, the night before and whatnot. It was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah. these are the kind of avenues that, that Dion opened up. 
this kind of avenues that, yeah. you know, he got five-star, four-star kids to start going back there. And you look at the history of HBCUs and you look at, you know, guys that are in the Hall of Fame, HBCUs have a lot of guys that's in the Hall of Fame. You talk about Jerry Rice, Shannon Sharp, Steve yeah. McNair, yeah. Uh, Mel Blunt, and on and on and on and on. You can go down the line. Absolutely. But I, 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 I commend Dion for taking it, taking the job, number one, because it was going to be a challenge to get that team to where it is now. He, had, he was right. successful in doing so. Now it's on to the next chapter. You can't be mad at another man for wanting to move on to the next chapter, if, especially if he says the good man upstairs spoke to him and told him it was time to move on. Hold on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then last thing, I always tell my viewers, because it's all about mindset. That's what this channel is about. May you always be believing so that you can always be receiving. The fact that if you believe something, that you can do it if you put your mind to it. So what's a famous quote or what do you want to leave with my viewers? If you can leave them with a positive quote or affirmation. Well, I would say it's, it's, um, it's in the Bible where there's no vision the people will perish. You got to have a vision for mm -hmm. everything in your life, man. If you don't have a vision, you'll stand for anything. Anybody can get you to do anything. Right. So make sure you have a vision right. for your life. You speak things into existence. That's one of the things that I do every single day. There's nothing in this world that I, I feel like I can't accomplish because I visualize it, I speak it, and I know it's going to happen. Not, oh, I think it's going to happen. I hope it I don't live by that. I know. I know yes. it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen, but I know it's going right. to happen. Now, the right. The timing is, time is not on me. The timing is on God or, or when it happens. But just when it, yeah. when it does happen, make sure you're ready. Ready. Hey, stay make ready. Sure and you yep. won't have to get ready, right? Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much, brother, my friend. I appreciate mm -hmm. you. I love you and your family. Thank you for coming on. We definitely going to have to have you back, okay? Yeah. No so, problem. Guys, you know that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. And again, may you always be believing so that you may always be receiving. And may you always let love be your guide in life today, forever, and always. I'm Dominique Chantel. Peace out, y'all.